little bit before they do that. Because I don't think you really know someone that you're going to marry. Until you club it. Until you... Until you, until you club it. <laughs> yes. Because the way someone is when they're outside and their best behavior yeah. is different from how they are at night when they're cranky mm. and they haven't eaten mm. or when they wake up in the morning or when they're snoring. <laughs> I feel like when you live with someone like you know all the sides to them yeah. and you really that's when you really know if you can do forever with them. I mean people have done it right. obviously. Millions of people have done it without living together. Mm-hmm. I just I just personally think that it's a good idea to try. It doesn't have to be for long safe, just a little bit I think. But it's not my fault so you know what to do. All right, so um, that's Simi, and um, that's her opinion on whether couples should live together. Um, we did hit the streets, so we have a few more opinions for you. But there was also um, a very interesting study that was done um, on this issue, and um, so we're going to discuss that. But let me just quickly introduce my guests. Um, we have Isinam Batali, who's practically like, you know, um, a co-host of the show. Hi, Isinam. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. All right. Okay. So, Esinam is the general manager for Serval Marketing Solutions. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then Amma. Hi, Nima. Amma hasn't been here for a while. Yes. But Amma is like a pioneer of the show. <laughs> she was... She's been with us from the beginning, so Amma Blood is good to see. I hope if, if you're listening to us, you've watched Across Day by Plan. That's one of her productions. Thank you. And Anima. it's so good. Oh. It's so good. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to more of you. Oh, this, this is the year. nice me. <laughs> yes. It won't go past 750. Oh, oh, <laughs> 15 minutes. She will and show her true colors. Wow. And joining us um, for the first time, Dr. Rosemary Obing Hine. Um, she is a sociologist, lecturer, University of Media Arts and Communication. Good evening and welcome. Good evening and thanks for having me. So, you did a study. Yes. Yes. Um, so could you tell us what the study was about and what you found out and all the exciting bits and pieces from it? Okay. So my study was about the lived experiences of couples in cohabiting relationships Okay. in Eban Accra. Okay. Eban Accra because um, previous studies had suggested that people in urban centers are more likely to be in such partnerships. Okay. So then I decided to do it in Accra. So I sampled to two couples okay and i must say that it was difficult getting participants because it's not easy to tell whether someone is in a cohabiting relationship or not okay and yeah. even when you find them it's difficult for them to open up because mm-hmm. it's their private stuff yeah so i did my best and got the 32 got the participants right okay. so there were three things i was interested in mm-hmm. why were they in the cohabiting relationships that's okay. one and then what were their experiences because I know that cohabitation is different from marriage, even though it mirrors marriage. And then the third thing was, how were they navigating the peculiar <laughs> challenges that came with mm-hmm. being in a cohabiting relationship? Yeah, and interesting findings. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the very first thing is that the, both the reasons why they were in their relationships and their experiences were very gendered. Okay. Which means that men had their ideas of why they wanted to be in their relationship and what their experiences were. And then women also yeah. had their, okay. their reasons, right? But much of the time, women saw their relationships as a prelude to marriage. Okay, the, the cohabiting Cohabiting situation. was okay. a perpetual ground for them okay. to get married. Okay. And they didn't want to stay in it for long. Okay. All right. On the other hand, <laughs> not many of my <laughs> male participants were thinking about marriage in the long term. That's gender. Wow. That's gender. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know if that was expected. 
Yes, it was. So, so what were they thinking about? Well, for them, the very first reason that came up in terms of why they even entered the relationship in the first place was just a show of masculinity. Oh. Because, you know, um, our socialization is such that the proof of masculinity is demonstrated in heterosexual relationships. So mm-hmm. it's about phallic competence, sexual prowess. Mm-hmm. And you prove that. In well, I've never heard that phrase before. Phallic competence. Oh, okay. I do yeah. love it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Phallic competence. The ability to, yeah, stand on your feet as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. you know. So it's demonstrated there, and then also the ability to take care of a woman. Okay. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if it's happening in marriage. Any type of intimate partnership that affords a man the opportunity to do that, he sees it as a, as a place to demonstrate his masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but women, and it's in tandem with our sociocultural expectations of the pressures on women to get married. Mm-hmm. So they were in their relationships, looking at the long term. Okay. Now, once the relationships have gone beyond three years, and most of these relationships were between three years and twenty-four years. Twenty-four years. Yeah. Cohabiting. Yeah. Not so wow. <laughs> Surprising. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a 50-year-old. Uh, well, it's possible. Yeah. Four years. Wow. The, the relationships didn't have, didn't look like they were going to end in marriage. And it became very frustrating, particularly for the female participants. And it was also very difficult for them to leave, especially when they had had a child. Because if you left, the same society is going to label you as born one. You know, and the thinking is that if you have uh, uh, children with different men, you probably have loose morals as a mm-hmm. woman. So then you stay with the man, right? And then, in as much as they wanted their relationships to translate into marriage, there was also very little they could do. Because in our context, a woman cannot marry a man, mm-hmm. you know? So even if the woman buys all of the marriage items for the man, it still has to be the man to go yeah. to see her family. Yeah. So it was a difficult um, situation. I mean, many of my female participants will say, I now have to go and start all over with somebody else. I mean, so why don't I just stay here? You know, uh, but for the men, it was more like, okay, we are now controlling the narrative because I have to marry you and I know that you desire the marriage. So you are probably at my mercy. And for me, I interpreted it as... Why pay for the for the car if you can get the milk for free? Yeah. And the pressures to get the relationships translated into marriage were more on the women. The pressures came from family, from the church, and from friends. And all of these pressures were felt more by the women because the women were more in touch with their families. Mm. They would go home for marriage ceremonies, funerals, and all the rest of it. And there's also the thinking that they had allowed themselves to be taken for free. You know, because they had, I mean, they had a, they should have ensured that the men came home to perform their marriage rights and they didn't do it. So there is their responsibility to make the men do it. So yeah. the pressures were on them. Then the church. I mean, we know that generally women are more religious than men are. So in their churches too, they felt the pressures from their pastors. When is the man marrying you? You are living in sin and all the rest of it. Then they are friends, particularly from friends who were married. Mm. You know, so it wasn't direct, but it was sort of in their faces a bit that I had one participant talking about how when she has a problem with her partner then she talks to a married friend about it I mean she goes winding and winding and the bottom line is because it's because the man has not married you as if married people don't also have problems yeah. you know 
yeah so those were the the main issues then the issue of abuse mm. was also in there now that's not to say that abuse has not happened in other forms of intimate partnerships yeah even in marriages there's abuse mm. but the peculiar situation of the cohabiting couples was that they didn't have family support you know when you get married and you are being abused there's a sense in which you can fall back on family even the family of your partner because abuse happens both ways so let's say it's a woman and she is experiencing abuse she can fall on the support of her husband's family, family. i mean there are times where women have told their daughters-in-law that when my son is he's coming tell me i'm mm. disciplining mm. you know but these cohabiting women they didn't have that because i mean if you went to the man's family they were likely to tell you we don't know you you we haven't come to ask for your hand in marriage so right? yeah you're on your own you're on your own they could also fall on their own families because it's like well it's your own doing if you had made him perform marriage rights before marrying you probably this wouldn't be happening yeah and then the church is also saying to them you should even get out of this relationship because it's sin. you are fornicating so what do you want us to come and do so the help doesn't come from for me anyway, right? So the abuse happens everywhere, but they have a, a peculiar challenge. So the question was, how were they dealing with all of this? I mean, somebody would say, why don't you just leave? Mm-hmm. But I've just explained what was constru- convinced them to um, perform the marriage right. But my male participants just couldn't be, be boarded. I mean, you can imagine, 24 years, is he going to... And they were not feeling the pressures like the women were. So, so for some of the women, it was about um, sometimes withholding their wifely duties. You know, I don't cook. I don't have sex with you. And unknown to them, those are some of the things that were also putting the men off. Because I interviewed them separately. Wow. So I'll speak to a woman and she's telling me, you know, because I want him to perform the marriage rights, you know, sometimes I don't cook i don't do what is expected of me as a wife because i'm not his wife and then i go and interview her partner and then he's telling me this woman is not even a marriage material sometimes she doesn't cook sometimes she i mean how can you do that you know and i as a researcher of course i can't go telling the woman that this is what the man is saying you know and this is what the other person is saying although sometimes they would like to find out and ask me what did the woman say did she say mm-hmm. i've been beating her did she say you know but i couldn't review what the other person had said some also felt that they needed to really prove that they were wife material by being a lot more diligent in performing their wifely duties you know going the extra mile to prove that i mean i'm worth marrying mm. and then there were some who also just didn't care particularly for those whose uh, relationships had spanned beyond 15 years you know they just felt that if it happens fine if it doesn't you can't stress but then leaving was not the option for many women. They felt that that was given too many years. Yeah. Yeah. So they felt like too much of themselves had gone into the relationship. So they probably should stay. Yeah. So that's pretty much a summary. Wow. Of the study. It makes me so terribly sad. Um, Because anyway, let's take some of the opinions um, on the streets, and then when we come back, we'll we'll have the discussion. I personally think that people that want to get married should live together for a little bit before they do that. Because 
I don't think you really know someone that you're going to marry. Until you club it. Until you... Until you, until you club it. <laughs> yes. Because the way someone is when they're outside and their best behavior yeah. is different from how they are at night when they're cranky mm. and they haven't eaten mm. or when they wake up in the morning or when they're snoring. <laughs> I feel like when you live with someone like you know all the sides to them yeah. and you really that's when you really know if you can do forever with them. I mean, people have done it. Right. Obviously. Millions of people have done it without living together. Mm-hmm. I just I just personally think that it's a good idea to try. It doesn't have to be for long. Just a little bit, I think. But it's not my fault, so you know what to do. All right. Um, we did hit the streets. We'll bring you that audio um very soon. But let me start with you, Esinam. So I mean, like generally, what do you think? I know why you're laughing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that um there are some very good pros to cohabit somebody like, no first like as a, what do you think of the study and the oh the study oh the, the study uh, uh, shocking revelations but not so shocking we live in a patriarchal society so some of the things that she said they were expected and um what she or what the findings of the study sort of gives perspective on um how people perceive marriage how men perceive themselves in marriage and how women perceive themselves so, m- m- it may may have been just thirty two people, but if there's anything 64, to sixty four, thirty two couples, yeah, thirty two couples, so like sixty four people, um, and it may not reflect the general view of the whole country. Well, that's qualitative, yeah, research, right? Fine. Yeah, 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 but it sort of gives um a glimpse, into a glimpse into the minds the of, side. Of, of of certain people in terms of how they view relationships, how they view marriage, even the sociocultural perspective of marriage in relation to male and female dynamics. It's shocking, but not shocking. I mean, I I would think that things have moved a bit farther than cooking and cleaning at this point. But like, it looks like we're still there. Yeah. And we've not we've not moved. That's why I'm like it, it shocks me, but it doesn't really but shock doesn't. me. So um, I um, I'll take your view on the study as well. But Doc, I just wanted to ask you from your from the research, does it still look as if um like getting a husband is the price? Oh yes, marriage is still desired, and hmm. getting it, the has so the husband is still the trophy. Yeah, as in as in <laughs> yeah. he's still the one who holds. Yeah, but I, I think wow, I should just also add that the there were just two of my um, female participants who didn't want to get married. Okay. So for them, the relationship was an alternative to marriage. So cohabitation can either be a precursor mm-hmm. or an alternative to marriage. I didn't touch on the alternative because we are talking about cohabiting before the marriage. Mm-hmm. But there's also that. There's okay. also um, the section of women who don't want to have anything to do um, with marriage. And there are some studies which have been done, not in Ghana, but in other parts of um, of Africa, mm. which sampled young, educated, we would describe them as middle-class women, who choose cohabitation over marriage. Mm. And some of the reasons are interesting. For some of them, the reason is that they get to escape some of the responsibilities of being a wife. Mm. So for them, they get the, the benefits, but don't their baggage, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Um, and I give a funny example about how in Ghana, when a man's father or mother dies, all of a sudden his wife has to turn into a chief engineer mm-hmm. of funerals, running up and down and all the rest of it, you know? The 
somebody who's in a cohabiting relationship because their no man's family doesn't even yeah, recognize yeah, yeah. her. She doesn't have to do all of, all of that. And many of these uh, women who were sampled for that study in Nigeria, actually, preferred to be with married men. Mm. Yes, because the other reason... Yes, but their relationships really mirrored marriage. So they had yeah. a rented place, they have children and all the rest of it. And for some of them, because their man doesn't want his wife to know that he's keeping this, the, the researcher calls them outside wives. Mm. Yeah. Because the outside wives know that they are, they are men don't want their wives to know they are there, the men are, are very good behavior. You know, because if you misbehave, I'll let your wife know that I'm in the picture. Okay, so in that sense, they also get to control the narrative. Mm. Right? So it depends on who wants to get married and who has the power to make the marriage happen. I don't know if wow, you get it. I completely get you. I'm just like, wow, okay. Um, Amma, what, what do you what what are your thoughts on 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 this on the study? So actually, I'm not surprised <laughs> on the study. I've because that's how I've always viewed um, cohabiting. I've seen it as okay. The woman wants it to be a trial marriage, and the man is like, oh well, I can't get to have access to you. Why not? And I've always felt like women usually are the ones initiating the let's move moving in together i don't know if you found that out yeah that's true because uh you know the moving in together also gives the woman the sense of i have secured my position you know so i mean even you may have you, you may have uh, you may have five women but i'm the one living with you yeah, so yeah, 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 then yeah, it's me yeah. and you know. even in the in the dating phase where we are living in separate homes we tend to find women trying to mark our territories in the late, the guy's place. Mm -hmm. We drop a scarf here, um, a dress there, and all. So, why not? <laughs> oh, so it's intentional. You know, quicking it. Maybe, especially if you guys have been talking about marriage, you're thinking, let me move in now, and maybe he would make things move faster. Another way has been using pregnancy. I've never believed in women trapping men with pregnancy, but some stories i'm privy to makes me believe that yes some people will trap <laughs> with pregnancy in hope of getting married so i'm not surprised with the research outcome um as to whether i endorse that can we discuss that now no, or yeah, later yeah, sure no 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 you can go ahead so a few years ago i would have said no complete no to it but now i'm open-minded about it okay. i think that if it's available you should mm -hmm. but do that under um setting circumstances like you should be financially responsible you should be economically independent have your own such that if things go haywire now you can just get up and leave because unlike marriage where there'll be maybe alimony or something to be shared until it's like five years where it becomes common marriage is it common marriage they call it common law marriage common law yeah. marriage mm -hmm you might not get anything out of it. So if you're going to cohabit now, you should prepare and still have something on your own on the side. And it should be time, th there should be time, it should be time bound. You should tell yourself, like I'm doing limits. this, time limits, yeah, thank you. You should tell yourself, I'm doing this for just three months because <laughs> I want to have a better idea of the kind of person I'm going to live with. Because what Simi said, I've had married friends tell me that, look, when you're dating somebody, you think you know them hmm. until you are married to them and, and you are living in the shady, same house. You experience a different version of them. Having heard that repeatedly, 
that is what is making me more open-minded about cohabiting now but in the past i used to think oh no and i i I liked the fact that our generation from millennials all the way to gen z's now i think we are getting married more than even the baby boomers did the older people most of them didn't get married it was cohabiting and then maybe they're going to do knocking and then they stay together yes ask your parents if if you've not seen wedding pictures then they didn't get married no i Maybe. know that, that they call it routine routine or something yes, like that that's that was the very common yeah they do that and that's it but, but they don't, don't pay dowry on the on her head for her to be an actual wife um. so we just con- we just say oh you're married you're together and so you see many years down the line with, with adult children well i i i, I guess Dude. when it gets there when after a few years with older children then because you're a christian now you are likely to go to church and go and do blessing and now you officially can call yourself married but otherwise your neighbors consider you ukunu, but technically you're not married so i was already happy that we the younger folks are making things more official and protecting ourselves <coughs> more in the marriage in the event that it doesn't work out or death do you part you are more protected but I think we are quickly moving back to the phases where more younger people are willing to try cohabiting before they eventually. We do that with the weekends already. So it becomes <laughs> easy to say, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let me Going move in common. Friday, Friday to Sunday. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's, it's, you, the, I think the demand even become higher people. with the, know, right? the hike in rent prices. Mm, if we are both understand. living separately, we are spending more money. <coughs> so and most of the time, you are in my house anyway. I'm in your house anyway. So, so why not why just don't save just, money yeah, yeah. and then moving? So for economic factors too, a lot of us are considering cohabiting now just so we can save more money. Uh, whether it's good or not, I think it is okay if only there's a time limit to it. Okay. Islam. What's the question, please? What What do you think about the the cohabiting issue? Um, as somebody who has gone through it, I or who is in it, it's been very enlightening and very eye opening, hearing the reasons that, um, some go into it. But for me, it's not even about um. It has nothing to do with marriage or marriage and being inside. The whole dynamics of marriage for me, I consider it very differently. I believe, um, I mean, the law demands it and everything, society demands it. But what if we could do without it? What if we could live in a world where we didn't have to go some place to go and sign some document to prove that we are, like, what if we could just be and just take care of each other? It has nothing to do with um, whether or not they would marry you. And like all those power dynamics don't matter. What matters is that you found your person, you like the person, you want to spend the rest of your life with the person, and so you just live with that person. And that's how my mindset has been. And and what's inspiring my being there, so it's not a trial, it's not a test case as I'm f- trying to figure out how it will go. It is, I'm in it. I live in it every day. I wake up and I'm in it, and I'm enjoying what it comes with. When there are challenges, I fix it. So... When the time comes, or when I go to sign a document that says that okay, this thing has become official, it's still a continuation. I'm still living in it, mm. you know. Um, there's a lot of pros and cons 
with living with somebody and that's what will probably get me to the point where i'll say you should or you should not i agree with um uh ama when she says have a time limit that is if yours is i want to study this person to figure out who i'm getting married to or who i want to spend the rest of my life with it would be great to live with a person to figure out who you are ending up with because the people you see on the outside there's a hundred percent chance that they are a complete different person completely different entity when you go behind wow, the door. not doors. even a person, an entity. It's a totally different person. <laughs> people say me. things they don't do. People who like to keep up appearances. People like to look good. Social belonging. And because of that, they would create narratives about themselves. They would tell you stories that are not true. But when you start living with the person, you see their daily habits. You see the things that make them move. You see the things that excites them. You see them in their high moments. You see them in their low moments. You see what level of support you can give to this person. You see what level of care, what level of attention they require. You know them. You, If you are being observant, you will get to know this person. You will get to know them for who they are. And then you can decide on whether or not you want to be in the relationship. Yeah. And that's a good pro for me. It could be the other side where you can get too familiar with this person that like it will breed grounds for disrespect because like i said then you know their habits you know all their bad habits you know what they're doing that they are pretending they're not doing when they're outside and so you start you know contempt and, and you start like feeling contempt, contempt. Yeah. you start disrespecting them you 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 start making snide remarks and, and things like that so it could end up on the other far left of, of the scale but you could also end up on the level where the level of awareness between the two of you has grown so exponentially that if he coughs you know what it means if he gives you a certain eye when you're outside you know what it means but aren't those things supposed to be like saved as it were for marriage because what if what you find out you don't like what if you can't live with what you find out that's the scary part exactly that's and you won't know part, that when you're dating someone from a distance you honestly won't know so and that's why I, I i read a research somewhere that says that most divorces happen within the first five years of the marriage because the, the alignment too many you know your <laughs> shock <obs> observers <laughs> were not ready that for age. the level of shock we're about to yeah, receive yeah, yeah. That. you know the, who I there's a series on TikTok that's trending right Tessa, now. Who T F did Risa, I marry? Risa Tessa. Risa Tessa. Tisa Risa was a Risa Tisa. The the revelations are crazy. Even though they got married, and this is somebody you married and you still didn't know that the person was is just a liar. Yeah. A big pathological liar. Wow, before hey. you guys get into the TikTok discussion, <laughs> um, let me just ask you quickly, Doc. So. I mean, there, se there seems to be, and the argument is always that when you live with someone, you have a better idea of who they are. So what is it about then the cohabiting situation that then it, it almost turns into something else as opposed to, I, I don't know if you get what I'm saying, because it, it seems like a good idea. Okay, let's live together. Let me get to know you on the surface. But then it turns into something else. It turns into, okay, now he's dragging his feet. Okay, now, how, how does it go from that to that? I mean, the question is, what does the getting to know you, what makes the getting to know you different from marriage? Mm -hmm. 
That's a question. The fact that, okay, if I don't like what I see, I just pack and move out. No. But if I'm married to you, if I've never lived with you and then I get married to you and I don't like what I see, I'm stuck. Or it's a lengthier... It's yeah, so it's a it, lengthier, in, in reality, person. the experiences are the same. Mm-hmm. Because the cohabitation is actually marriage. Yes, that mm-hmm. is not, um, official. It's yeah. not official, right? But what makes the difference or what brings in the issues is the motive. Mm. So when yeah. SNM was talking, she was talking about the fact that she is not thinking about marriage, right? She has found someone she likes and they are just living the life. You know, that is different from somebody who says that this is a preparatory ground for marriage. So that when the marriage is not happening, then the person is frustrated. She is not looking for any marriage. So their frustration will not be coming from that direction. Now, for my study, it was a gendered mm. conceptualization of the union. One person doesn't care where it's going. Another person wants it, it to end somewhere. in my Then it becomes problematic. But for people who say that there's an alternative to marriage, so both parties know that there's no marriage in sight. Or we are not going to formalize anything. Whether do. it happens or not, we don't care. That is different. So you don't wake up in the morning and ask the person, when are you going to see my parents? But besides, I think that the mock marriage... Um, That's what we're it, calling it now. Well, yeah, <laughs> the mock marriage okay. will not really make sense because people change along the line. Absolutely. Okay? Mm-hmm. A 30-year-old person is different from a 35-year-old person. Yes, different from a 40-year-old. And the 40... There's different things. Maybe by then the economy is one city to one dollar <laughs> so the feel the vibe is different yes yeah, so this whole thing about changes, you want to know yeah, the job. person i, I, I mean you how much can you know the person mm. because you were talking about three months okay mm-hmm. people can change when they become mothers yeah. the stresses of being right. a mother so uh-huh. then in the cohabitation you can well then people can say okay i want to know how this person will be able to combine family and work so let's have a child in the and cohabiting honestly, three months, can't you pretend? Yes. I mean, so for me, this thing, people you know can this is be in a relationship. This is like, you know, uh, this is where they are. It's an exams that you're writing. What, what did you want to pass? So, I mean, basically, you guys are <laughs> saying that if if your goal is marriage, just, then, just go into then it. cohabiting is pointless. I think so. For me. Now, I would say that. Yeah, after this conversation wow, we just had here. Minutes. Mm. Yes, <laughs> quickly. Yes, quickly. because you know there are people who have been in, involved in arranged marriages, and they've remained married for fifty years and over. Mm. They didn't know each other from Jack, but mm. they, maybe think, they realized that what they got was a good deal. You see, there are people too who have been in arranged marriages who didn't want to continue. The same way, there are people who have cohabited and, and actually gone work. ahead to get married mm-hmm. only to get divorced. Yeah. So. So it's, it, it, it's a very open-ended conversation. Exactly. Not, nothing and, and is set in stone. Mm-hmm. Nothing is the absolute. Nothing is the right way. No one way can be... Nobody can hit their chest and say that this way is the way to go. However, whatever, whichever way that you find yourself, just make sure that you're making the most out of the relationship that you're getting. And you're, you're doing your part to ensure that the relationship be successful, whether it's in a cohabiting space, whether you're just dating, or whether you're married. It's, it's your individual efforts that will make it a success or not. Like your efforts plus the, your partner's effort that will come together to make a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. And wherever you find yourself, that don't really matter. There are some relationships that needed to cohabit to to stand 
that if they were apart, it probably wouldn't have worked. Because maybe um, in terms of communication, one party doesn't know how to communicate well. And when they text, because of the kind of words they use, it appears aggressive or it appears some way and because you can't read tone from a text message you can misinterpret things there will be a lot of fights whereas if the person was right in front of you it's and they said something you yeah. would see from their face and know that oh they didn't mean any malice so there's some relationships that are actually doing well because they they decided to cohabit and there are some that <laughs> casted just by the decision to cohabit mm. You know, so it's and just also, and also you you think it's also because they were impatient. Maybe at that time, it, in hindsight, if you ask them, they'll probably say, I think I should have been more patient. I could have communicated better. I mean, that's for people who cohabited and maybe six months down the line, they're like, no, I can't deal with this. So I'm done. And later they're like, oh, I think I could be a little more patient mm-hmm. for this person. Okay, let yeah. me so, ask you guys. So from, I'm starting with Doc, right? From a strategic point of view, and from a woman's point of view, from this research, it does not really help women to cohabit. Yes. If your end goal is, is marriage. Is marriage. Yes. From the research. Yes. So strategically, you should withhold the milk living in the house. Because, <laughs> I mean, you said it, it was the point of buying the cow if you have the milk. But, but I may be living in my house, but you still have, you know, access to the milk three times a week. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Maybe, maybe not full access. Well, I mean, yeah, but certain, you know what I mean? Certain <laughs> yeah, sorts yeah. of access. So, wow, I'm being cool. So, <laughs> um, so strategically from the research, it, if you want to get married as a woman, it's not in your best interest to go out. I will say that. I will say that from the conclusions of my research. If you really want to get married, if the marriage is the end goal, cohabiting will not be in your best interest because the, 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 the likelihood that you get frustrated somewhere along the line is very high mm. because once you get in there and especially when the relationship has gone beyond three years and you've had a child and you cannot go and perform marriage rights for the man the likelihood that you will be stuck in there and frustrated and leaving is going to be difficult for you is very high and so, i think frustration too will make you put up certain behaviors like you say you'll be withholding certain yeah. things and that would even make the, your partner judge you and, say, and have a reason to not give you to what you want. To say that you are not a marriage material. <laughs> <laughs> so living with you for three years. So, so what is it from the research? I don't know if you are able to, to deduce it. What is it in a man's mind that almost then lengthens the time that he may have decided to marry you because you live with him? Like what? What's the? I mean, I, I'll, I know we'll never really understand how men think. Absolutely. But <laughs> but I'll make reference to the work of one sociologist. She's okay. called Eva Ilaus. She's a she's a, an American, and she has this classic book titled "Why Love Hates," mm. and she explains why the attitudes of men and women are different when it comes to ro- romantic relationships, and she says that for men, much of the time, it's pleasurable exercising power. And power in the sense that I will have to marry you. Therefore. You desire the marriage, but it is in my hands. So it's a demonstration of power. So and some men one, find don't it act pleasurable. Like you want to get married because then you, there's no you power. You want it, but not want it. <laughs> you want well. it, but you don't show <laughs> you don't it. Like you want it enough. No, yeah, because then, then there's no power. Women are suffering, Papa. So yeah, please, if you are taking notes, if you like, we'll <laughs> wait for 10 seconds. Go and get a pen and paper. I'm going to write down the strategies. Number one, 
don't act like you want to get married then there's no power right being exercise on you there's no power <laughs> there's no power to be because i have noticed also and i mean i haven't done any research or anything but i have noticed that when in relationships i've observed when the woman is most is not too keen on getting married then the man is you're like what at all is wrong with you like i don't get it why are you guys laughing <laughs> what the tools with them like with the men with the men well, the fact that because she doesn't want it is why they want to marry so her. then they want I think it's the same reason um, um, some men who want um, a very submissive and dependent woman would see a jobless woman who is probably also lazy doesn't want to work wants complete soft life and to be taken care of and they'll leave her and go for a woman who's very ambitious because they want to dominate and get her to change. Like, I got you to be dependent on me. Mm. I think so. So, um, Doc, please continue with the why love hits. So the control thing is very interesting. The power yes. thing. So she, she says that because of that, there's what we call the marriage market. Mm. The marriage market is just a social arrangement that affords people the opportunity to meet others. So she says that women are more likely to think of the market as providing prospects for marriage but men are more likely to think of it as a sexual market mm. in which they want to stay longer compared mm. to women and that gives them what she describes as commitment phobia mm -hmm. right so that men do not want to commit to a marriage because they enjoy the sexual market the, in other words they enjoy the telling every girl i'll marry you so that they can sleep with them so it's like as long as you're unmarried you can promise marriage all and women get... should be celibate <laughs> number no, two all women eh? should just <laughs> okay well <laughs> it's not about <laughs> what everybody should do but as what do what works for you you know, there, enough, you know, there's, there's a this, bit. The outlier there's a minority. You Please, see, we are talking about the majority. There is a minority who balance the, the whole equation. You see, the, the fact that the majority exists doesn't mean that the minority doesn't exist. The minority is 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 on, we is on, is on half, okay. half time. No, we are not. Insofar as I'm on, I'm here. I'm part of the conversation and I'm in a minority, so I'll let my voice be heard. Nobody can set on my fundamental human rights. Yeah, yeah, sorry, it's okay. Continue. <laughs> yes, right? so the, the point I want to make is that the, the minority is there. I mean, and anybody is within their right to decide what kind of intimate partnership they want to be in. But the point is that it also um, is interpreted within our sociocultural context. And I don't know if Esenam, who is in a cohabiting religion, has had to suffer any of these pressures I was oh, describing in terms of family. I mean, yes. Is, I really so I think that's the there bit there that, that needs oh, to come up. So that Sunday, and, and, was it Saturday? I went for a wedding. One of my aunties was getting married, and everybody that came. And funny enough, my uncle who hasn't seen me for like months sees me, and I I just graduated from school. So I'm hoping that he would even say congratulations. And the first thing was, so when are you getting married? Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, so my graduation doesn't matter. So, oh, congratulations, but when are you getting married? You know, and so many different, different people saw me and asked, hey, we, we are hoping to come to your wedding next. So there's a lot of pressure, right? But then again, I, I, know, what I'm, I, I know what I'm about. I'm not married because I don't want to be married now. 
and and that's because and that that's just where my mind is at right there are some few things i feel like i need to get straight before i enter what i will call a marriage because like we said for life is for life and i don't want a situation where it will be one of the wrong decisions that i make my my choice of partner would be a wrong decision that i make so i want to make sure that i as a human being i am in the space of mind that i can entertain taking care of another person and possibly more people for the rest of my life let's say at this immediate in this immediate moment it will be just taking care of another person for the rest of rest of my life and and maybe there will be few add-ons later on in life but at this moment am i physically ready am i financially ready am i emotionally ready do i have the space and the capacity to entertain having another human being in my life legally that they are my responsibility so what is the difference yeah, between huh? what you what they're the, the not they're not being married and they're and being they're, married yeah say that again the difference room is what don't ask me what is the difference the difference is the certificate there's a certificate yeah so what what does the certificate what was the extra that the certificate brings? First of all, the, the whole process of marriage in Ghana is very cumbersome. It's very, very cumbersome. So for you, it's the process. I don't, I don't like the process. But right? it could be shortened. You could just it, go it to it the could be shortened. Yes. And, just, and oh. my uncle even got to the point of coming to me and saying, you don't worry, we'll dash you a man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dash you a man who, whatever man you say you like, we'll dash him to you so that he'll take care of you. We'll do everything so that it will be a simple process. If, if I had my own way, just sign and then just go home. Everybody should sit there. Somewhere. If it's the paper, that will make a difference. Let's just sign. But then, no, you have to go for counseling. You have to uh, do this. Oh, you I have to do ceremonies. That can get you away when it comes to this. So, Mike, you haven't answered the question. I'm, I'm concerned I'm about... One, two, three, are you not worried about sea finish? Familiarity breeding. See, see, finish. You see, some people, if you have 20 personalities, the finishing never finishes. Because every other day, you don't know who is showing up. Also, how does it work? The economic factor, how do you share responsibilities? That's just a conversation. And whatever you do now, is it going to be translated into the marriage or when it's marriage time? That would only be a signing. Nothing changes. Nothing, for you, nothing no, changes. But now you're single, is he, is he still being the man of the house? You see, that's the thing. I you don't see, need a man of the house. I don't believe in man of the head of the house. I don't believe in head of the house. That's why I see, said the, the power dynamics of, of relationships don't matter to Can me. the minority take a break? <laughs> Doc, you wanted to say something. Yes, I wanted to say that um, we might think of marriage as just a paper, but I think it does more than just... Oh, yeah. Recording people's signatures, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, for example, even with the sample I used, we spoke about not being able to fall on family support in terms of. So, traditionally, for example, adjudicating marital matters has always been the responsibility of um, family. family. Just that now the church is taking over it, you know, and mm-hmm. pastors are now dealing with people's marital matters. But it has always been the family. And there's a sense in which the family are stakeholders in the in the marriage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that the noses are everywhere in the but marriage, Doug, but there's a sense you, in which they let give. Let me ask you, the, the, yeah. the stakeholders' family, no, they, don't they cause more problems than they do? I don't think they than do. Oh. oh, the fact that if you went to your husband's mother and said that your son did this, he would stand up for you. 
I mean, it gives you some sense of. Uh, I, mean, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if people too. Do they are the same people too who can come and they say will that. They stand up for you, but their son is their son. Who, yes. Like, you, if she's not giving, but then go and find another woman. And I mean, sometimes like, just, just the family really fa- help. Okay. Well, in my case, yes, family not has been always, helpful. but sometimes. sometimes. In my not case, his family is really helpful, and my family is helpful. So it's just that they've not sat in one ceremony. So the minority just cannot take a break? Oh, but I was asked the question. <laughs> okay, well, I was brought in by Doc. Why are you trying to sit on I'm my chair? The concern is with... Okay, so in the event that there's a medical emergency, for example... Mm-hmm. Um, medical emergencies are, don't require a marriage certificate. So whoever you list as your whatever... Really? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've gone to, to doctor's appointments and, and they've asked, you know, who should we call in case of an emergency? And at whatever time it is, whoever is the reigning champion. <laughs> oh, I I'm see. just kidding. They get you know their name is on there. You don't need unless I mean I guess unless you're in a coma or yeah, something like that, and you don't have a living want will a family or something like that. Somebody who's like actual family, and I mean because I've read of instances like this, and this is one of the reasons I had to convince a good friend of mine not to consider a long-term partnership. Because that's what she was looking at doing instead of marriage. And I was like, well, I read about this. Somebody was sharing the experience where uh, um, they couldn't let her make a decision for the person she had been with for decades because they were not married. They were not, yeah. So okay. I mean, fair enough. But I just want to find out from Esedam, how about the sense of security? Security in terms of what? In terms of... Uh, Even the, the emotional security. Even the relationships are saying. She doesn't need emotional. People don't understand that I she's the minority. No, no, but besides her, I think that <laughs> no, no, but I think it's important for us to still to know. Yeah, yeah the now, minority. So do you feel secure? Yeah, I do feel secure, and I, the security is not. I don't think marriage is enough security. I've, I mean, I've been married. I've there have been times when I haven't felt secure. Even when you were, you know, yeah. even, even when in, you yeah. were married. So is, so is it the marriage that that brings the I think security? It's the person. Is it the, it's person the person that brings the security? And who they are, yeah. and, and the is way it, that it, they it, treat yeah. you. I person. think it should be both. The person obviously will give you a lot of security, but with marriage, what I think marriage gives that relationship are not get it, give us with relationship when I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm broken up. Don't call me again. Yeah, but and you that's have it. But with marriage, you have time. Nice it is to be able to say, I am done. And all I'm yeah, done. Yeah, there are times flower. where that's a good thing. There's, that there that times, joy of like being able to do are, that. If, if, if you were dealing with a very <laughs> toxic, dangerous person, it's easy to be able to say, I'm done. And that's it. Ends it. But otherwise, if this was a relationship that could be saved, and you guys are having a low moment in your relationship, that period, that stretches from marriage to divorce could be the period that gets you guys back, back together. together. I mean, so also, working out also gets you back together just as effectively. But I think it really I mean, Anyway, I, I'm just saying the that devil's that advocate. <laughs> These are not my personal yeah. opinions. Well, they kind of are. Well, they are. No, we are Christians. Okay, so I think, so there was a, a, a thingy, um, a poll and um we, we did a poll on twitter should couples live together before marriage 59 percent of you said yes oh wow all of you should go and put yourself to your pastors mm, like younger people <laughs> and 41 well twitter the twitter um scenery is is a bit younger yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely more liberal um and 41 percent said no so i don't know might be working for some yeah, I think that who says no and who says yes has a lot to do with who they are mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of their 
religious background even past experiences um their values their principles which is why i said it's a very open-ended question yeah it is. and i mean there are so many subjective answers that can be given depending on who is answering it right so people have cohabited thought that they had gotten to know their partners only to get married and as life happened, <laughs> you realize that, you know, it's, it's a, uh, other people were not able, not that they were different, but maybe they didn't have the ability to deal with the situation at the time, you know. So then the marriages ended mm. in divorce. People were married through arranged marriages and they have remained married. Mm. Married. So, um, and so we have real time statistics that say that co uh, couples who cohabited before they married had more successful marriages than those who did not i don't think that we can come to a very conclusive mm -hmm. you know yeah. um statement of fact statement of yeah. fact about it so mm. okay so so for those of you texting me that we should let i should let doc talk i would like to say it's ama who keeps on it <laughs> 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 i just want, want to blame you that. for everything that you no you have to change no this change. is not fair it is ama who does that Look at how quiet I've been today. <laughs> oh, and the last session, you know, I've been quiet. Oh, anymore, that's uh, not fair. Okay, so let me just take a few of the messages. Um, I Benita that says, um, my elder sister has been cohabiting with her boyfriend for almost 15 years now, and they have two kids. I saw nothing wrong with it, and I almost did the same until one time I heard my uncle tell her to go and pray hard that nothing happens to either of them, otherwise they will really be in... In hot soup then yeah. i heard what people are going yeah. through yeah. with families yeah. especially when the partner dies mm -hmm. one partner dies hmm. um then then it becomes a serious and it's true because when yeah, you're not true. married if, yeah. if your partner dies yeah. and according to our culture you're some not men have been made to perform marriage rights for dead then, women yeah. I know it's coming with oh my god party. my god okay um oh the screen is frozen there was a really interesting message that I wanted. Okay, never mind. We're out of time anyway. So let me say thank you. Um, okay, somebody says um, cohabitation is a no-no. I'd rather work hard and save money and then live happily <laughs> ever after. I don't know if a happily ever after exists, but I mean, that's just my opinion. Okay, so a very big thank you um, to you guys. Thank you so much. Um, Isinam for joining us. Ama and Doc, thank you so much. It's been so interesting hearing um, from